My name is Mitchell Slater, and this is a podcast of River Oaks Clover Hill, where our mission is to declare the gospel, make disciples, and demonstrate the Father's love. This is the Committed Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode two of the Committed Podcast. My name is Mitchell Slater and I'm the senior pastor at River Oaks Clover Hill. In this podcast, we're talking about uh, what we call our Clover Hill commitments. These are just seven commitments that we are pursuing wholeheartedly as a congregation. If you remember from uh, the first episode, the intro, these commitments are both and statements. They're not either ors, they're both ands that we're pursuing, not just with a 50 50 balance, but with 100% fullness. We want to pursue them all the way. So, in this episode, we're going to look at our first commitment theology and doxology. That is, theology, the truth about God, and doxology, the worship of God go together beautifully, hand in hand. Sometimes we tragically pit these truths against one another, but there's a there's a ditch on either side of the road, an extreme. On one side, we can focus only on theology, where we're, we're digging in deep, deep into God's Word, deep into sound doctrine. But without doxology, our study can just become dry and dull. We can pursue truth and sound doctrine, and just end up with a cold and lifeless orthodoxy. Now, on on the other extreme, in the other ditch, we can focus exclusively on doxology, where we focus on passionate, heartfelt, joyful worship. But without theology to guide our worship, it can easily lose its foundation, it loses its substance, and it can become just mere emotionalism. But these two truths of theology and doxology aren't enemies. They're friends. They go together. They're beautiful compliments. Steve Lawson put it so well when he said, high theology produces high doxology. The higher our view of God, the higher our praise will rise to him. That's so true. Think about it this way. When you look at a skyscraper, and it's just so tall, right? It just goes up so high. The foundations have to be deep. Some skyscrapers, their foundations go down 250 feet. The deeper their foundation goes, the higher that skyscraper can be built. It's the same. The deeper our foundations and our roots sink down into the the truth about God and about Christ and about the gospel, The deeper that foundation is laid, the higher our praise of him can rise. We see this all over scripture, but one place that's exceedingly clear is the end of Romans 11. Now, at that point in the book of Romans, Paul has just given us 11 chapters of pure, high-octane, 100-proof theology. Okay, I mean, so far, he's talked about the doctrine of God, of total depravity, 
The doctrines of justification, sanctification, imputation, adoption, predestination, regeneration, glorification, and much more. Paul has been a theologian. He has been digging deeper and deeper and deeper into rich biblical theology. But he's not just a theologian. He's also a worshiper. So at the end of chapter 11, after all of this glorious doctrinal exposition, the Apostle Paul just explodes in a doxology of praise and worship. I just feel like he had to be singing this when he wrote these words from Romans chapter 11, verses 33 through 36. Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor or who has given a gift to him that he might be repaid? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. You see, Paul, he was no armchair theologian writing dusty old tomes of doctrinal minutiae. No, Paul was a worshiper. He was a worshiper of the one true God, of the triune God. And as he goes deeper into who that God is and what that God has done to redeem us, his heart overflows with joyful praise. Theology and doxology, they go together like peanut butter and chocolate. This is a beautiful, delicious combination. Now, this commitment, it it impacts us, both as a church and as individuals. Okay, So as a church, this deeply shapes what happens on Sunday mornings. This, This informs our worship gatherings on the Lord's Day. We want corporate worship to be filled with theology, the truth about God, that This is exactly why we we fill our services with Scripture. From the sermon to the public Scripture reading, from the, the opening call to worship to the final benediction, we want the Bible and the truth of God's Word to saturate and permeate our worship. And then we want that theology to fuel our hearts as we worship our great and glorious God. We want the truth that we preach to enhance the joy that we experience as we rejoice in the Lord together. Doctrine and delight go together. This is exactly why the songs we sing are both doctrinally rich and stirring to the affections. We want both. Now this truth of theology and doxology, it it impacts our church it also impacts our lives as individuals. When it comes to our personal battle with sin, our, our fight against temptation, our, our striving to be more like Christ, this commitment is absolutely critical. Right, sometimes we think that we can fight temptation and resist just by putting enough fences up around us, enough barriers, and boundaries. So we focus on, on external measures to stop the sin in our heart. Okay, but that's not a long-term solution. right? You can take a coyote and lock him in a fence, but as soon as he gets out, guess what? 
he's going for the chickens, right? He doesn't have a changed heart. He's just caged up. But we don't want to cage ourselves up because our rebellious hearts are sneaky enough to get around accountability groups and software on our phone and all kinds of things. So how can we change? How can we experience true and lasting change in our lives? Well, the old Scottish preacher Thomas Chalmers, he just hits the nail on the head when he says, the only way to dispossess the heart of an old affection is by the expulsive power of a new one. That's amazing. We have to fight fire with fire, pleasure with pleasure. The only way that we can get rid of an old sinful desire is to replace it with a new godly desire. We can rid our hearts of their precious idols by worshiping the true God in spirit and in truth. The joy of the Lord really is our strength. But how do we grow in our joy? How do we stir up the affections of our hearts towards Christ? We do so with truth. Right? Theology fuels our doxology. So the more you spend time in God's Word, soaking in rich biblical truth, you're just throwing more wood on the fire of your heart. Theology and doxology, when we pursue them together, it's truly life-changing, both for our personal lives and for our life together as a church. As it says in Psalm 111, Great are the works of the Lord, studied by all who delight in them. Oh, we want to be students of God's word. We want to be students who delight in the truth. Doctrine and delight, theology and doxology go together perfectly. So let me close with these beautiful words from Garrett Scott Dawson. He says, The knowledge of God and the praise of God, theology and doxology, belong together. They are dance partners in the fulfillment of our chief end to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. Theology is meant to set us singing. Our worship is meant to take us deeper into the glorious truth of our Redeemer's work. These two are meant to be dance partners into eternity. So until next time, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen.